and welcome to another episode of Between the Studs. Today we are joined by Daniel, who you've seen multiple times. I mean, if you haven't, no stranger. If you, around if, you these watch, parts. Yeah, if you watch Between the Studs at all before, you'll see both of us talking about old weird Lego stuff. This is a weird one. This is a weird one, Mark. I was worried. We did Lego Island for the last one. This is another real... So, we love deep dives here at uh, Between the Studs, but this is probably the deepest deep, dive deep in the dive. world. Deep <laughs> dive! Ah, pun intended. Good one, Mark. Love it. I that got it. Good. Nailed it. Good. All right. So, we're this talking... Is, this is real bottom of the iceberg yeah, we, stuff. That's how I always call this, it. Yeah, exactly. The you deepest. see those iceberg charts that are like things everybody knows about, things some people know about. Things that hardly anybody yeah, knows about. Yeah, the very about. deep, dark, secret, niche things. Yeah, this. And this is it. So this is Citron and Sea People. Yep. So Citron is the overarching theme, though, right? right? It's a sub-theme of space that's that right. never existed. This is That's true. And yet we have it all displayed beautifully on the table in front of to us. To the casual observer, this might just look like a collection of old sets from the 90s. Exactly. And um, that's, uh, that's what it's going for. So to the to the trained Lego eye, though, this should really blow people's minds, especially at like, conventions and stuff where oh, this yeah. has been displayed The reactions before. at Brick Fair, Virginia last year were great. I mean, it, you'd see people just kind of, you know, doing the, the slow walk around the table and then, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 huh? Who? Exactly. So, Daniel, explain to us what exactly Citron is to those who don't really know about it, and then, um, yeah, like, what's the history behind the theme that yeah, never existed? Yeah, so Citron was a planned theme in development. The dates are kind of fuzzy, late 80s, early 90s. The targeted release was probably around, like, 1990 or 1991. Mm -hmm. So this predates all of AquaZone. Wow. So this is what kind of, I mean, you can even see it in the color scheme that this, you know, the yellow and, and trans blue is, is AquaZone and the the uh, green and black was kind of Aqua Raiders 1. Exactly. There were only three sets of that made. Mm -hmm. That was a very limited one. Um, but where most of this information comes from is from one Brick Journal article, which was an interview with um, Jens Nygaard Knudsen. I hope I'm pronouncing that. That sounds about as close as it gets. <laughs> anyway, it was Brick Journal Article 6, so really early and mm -hmm. now kind of a common staple of, of Lego media. Uh, but it was advertised as spaceships on a water planet, mm -hmm. which is a little bit convoluted I'll, I'll give you that the the logo kind of shows it it's it's showing the um kind of dome above the sea that's the white with the trans red canopy which is supposed to represent everything above the water level and then the yellow and blue which is supposed to represent everything kind of below the water level that mm -hmm. you see here on this monorail so the monorail would actually go down some of the ramp pieces and be like underwater and then be above water to load in their cargo into these spaceships, I guess, to, to ferry it off. Looking at some of the pictures that we do have of the prototype sets, I did see that the monorail seemed to change color, is that right? Yeah, the track actually like switches to blue halfway It's like through. a gradient, right? Yeah. Right, which, you know, I, I think I'm going to do a separate video on how I made a lot of these you know, non-production parts or parts that never existed in these colors, mm -hmm. and there are some that you just you don't mess with. You you wouldn't paint <laughs> you wouldn't paint monorail track. That's you would be kicked out of any convention or Lego circle or club. You'd that have you're to be extremely of. wealthy to get away with that. <laughs> yeah, wealthy, but also I think people might burn you at the stake for committing yes. such treason. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So lots of really cool, interesting things that they were trying to convey that theme, but I. It's, it's a little hard to convey without, you know, describing that, that that's what's going on. But it's a really fantastic theme that, um, and then, yeah, there's this, this Sea People thing. So there were these kind of two opposing factions, it seems, between the, the space people and the, 
underwater people. Mm -hmm. And this was the earliest prototyped Lego alien minifigure characters, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So we're talking early 90s. The, the minifigures for the aliens were were wild. They were completely molded. It was the head, the torso, and both legs. Like feet. New, yeah. new molded pieces. Yeah, like webbed feet and kind mm -hmm. of these scaly looking parts. Um, and this is like 10 years before we even saw like Yoda and Jar Jar Binks with Star Wars, mm -hmm. which are the actual first minifigs with special molded pieces. And this is kind of like around the same time of Lego skeletons being thrown around as prototypes as yeah, well. Isn't yeah, that right? That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the reasons that this got this project got canned was um, just due to the cost. And also yeah. the, the, the quote is people just weren't ready for aliens. <laughs> Which seems Whatever very, that means, very iconic and cliche at the same time. It's I great. It's so. the 90s. It's not like it was the 50s or 60s or something and yeah. people were like spooked by that kind of stuff. So yeah, kind of kind of odd, but Lego playing it very 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 safe, I yes. guess. So Mo yeah. most people chalk up the reason that this did not come out to the high price threshold and cost that went into making monorails. Yeah. There's a lot of molds happening too. I see a uh, prototype creatures, a uh, prototype dome piece. Yeah. All the alien minifigures it would be hard to produce in different colors mold. Yeah, there's oh, a lot sure. of work. It would be a lot entailed. of custom molding. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I mean, you look at the previous monorail. So Futuron monorail came out in 1987. Mm -hmm. That was $155 in 1990, which equates to like $344 now. Not everyone's going to be able to buy that. Yeah. The airport shuttle mm -hmm. came out in 1990. That was $170 which in 1992 is like $376 today. And then the <laughs> Unitron monorail from 94 was $178, which is like $362 today. So they were really expensive yeah. and they did not sell well at all. Yeah. So that's that's another major contributing factor to why this uh, probably didn't So two of the backbones of this proposed theme were things that were really expensive to get off the ground. So yes. monorail, the... Uh, uh, um, the Citron theme seems to be based on this monorail. It's like the backbone. That's the only set that we have any pictures yeah. of from like that faction. Mm -hmm. Is this kind of space base with? And the then the underwater theme is relying on a very complex alien minifigure that didn't exist in Lego's portfolio yeah. yet. Yeah. And uh, a few, probably some new colors and molds happening in some of the pre-existing pieces too. Mm -hmm. So it's like. A lot of work to be done if this was to see the light of day, and I think it was just maybe a little too ambitious for its time. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, another interesting thing about those minifigures, they were sculpted by um, Niels Milan Peterson, mm -hmm. a famous sculptor who's been with Lego forever. Um, he also sculpted the horse, the crocodile, the monkey, the skeleton, the octopus, the octopus, yep. like all of the like classic iconic Lego things. Um, were mostly sculpted by Niels Milan Peterson. A lot of so, the pirate sail illustrations were done yeah. by him. He did, did so many. Very talented guy. Very, very. If talented. you like classic Lego, you like his work. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it, it affects everything there ever was or has come since then, mm -hmm. without a doubt. So. You know, he was the right guy for the job, but unfortunately the, the cost, I think, was just too prohibitive. Yeah, it just wasn't the right time. And what's interesting, looking at the stuff on the table, I see a lot of parallels. Mm -hmm. So, Aquazone. Happened a little bit after this. I think it was probably like a decade-ish, you know? Like, yeah, that kind of rose from the ashes of yeah. what Citron left behind. This, If you told me this was an AquaZone mock, 
Right. Excluding the red and white, this yeah. really looks like an Aquazone monorail if you mm -hmm. were to make one. So Absolutely. it's kind of like a precursor to that. I think they probably just inherit, like, let's do it differently. Let's do it with crystals, underwater, submarines, and mm -hmm. skip the monorail, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. And there are a handful of people out there who have done um, Aquazone mocks or, you know, whole underwater seascapes with mm -hmm. coral reefs and stuff. And they have built a monorail that looks very similar to this. It's Not too different. A nice nod to Citron, but maybe has some like trans neon orange antennas or things that yeah. are a little more aquazone-ish than, than say Citron. Absolutely. So a nice little a little Easter egg there for some people who who are in the know. Exactly. But yeah, so fascinating you know, it was just skirting the edges of reality, really, because it's, yes. it's, it's so oh, yeah. interesting. On the brink of greatness. <laughs> exactly. The, the what could have been. Yes. And there are other um, prototype themes we might talk about in a little bit, but this yeah. is one of the ones that really stands out just because of the unique aliens in the monorail. And, yeah, so. it stood out to me because it was because it was doable. There's yeah. a lot of other um, sets or unreleased themes and things that you couldn't make today. There's far too many specialized pieces. But oh, yeah. I saw this and I was like, I can do this. There's a few things that I'll have to adapt and kind of get creative with, but I was like, I can do this. This is close to reality. There's only a few things that you're actually using a different piece or just kind of substituting something that's close or painting yeah. a few things. We'll talk about that in a second, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it's really fascinating to see this this very careful love letter to uh, non-existent things. That's awesome. Yeah. And there were they said in some of those interviews that there was all kinds of other planned stuff. They said they had other other parts planned for monorail track. Wow. So I don't know that could be like crossovers. I mean, we already did get switches, so I'm not sure what other things you could have for monorail track. Yeah, maybe but, um, different types of engines or, or car yeah, options. I mean, who knows? The possibilities are lost to time, Exactly. Yep. But uh, so talking about what's on the table here, which part would you like to start with and start describing the builds themselves here, Daniel? Well, I guess let's go chronologically. So I built the monorail first. Mm -hmm. um, this actually started last, it's either late spring or early summer, mm -hmm. because... Somebody came into the store one day, did a trade-in, and they had a bag full of monorail track and the motor mm -hmm. and the two chassis. Yeah. And that was it. That yeah. was it. It was it was all of the track for the Unitron monorail. Because gotcha. it's the one that came with the switches. Yeah. And had the, you know, there was the part where it went up and the part where it went down, mm -hmm. where it like dropped off the, the rail yeah. docking things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had all of those track pieces and the motor and the chassis and I saw it come in the door and I was like, Oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get this. <laughs> you know, right and I away. Just, yeah. I just, I hope Steven doesn't hold a grudge cause he also really wanted it that oh, day, but I, but I beat him to the punch mm -hmm. and I knew it would be a great candidate for this because I didn't want, you wouldn't want to buy a complete monorail and pull it apart or, yeah you know, buy just these pieces separately. You'd spend oh, a fortune. Yeah, no. So it came in, I instantly snagged it. Joe was working that day and Chris wasn't here. So I actually I actually wheeled and dealed with Joe to get this. And I don't think Chris ever knew it even <laughs> came in the store. But you know, we gave somebody some money for trade-in. I bought it immediately that same day. Mm -hmm. So all this, the store made money. I paid a lot more than we gave the person yeah, yeah. who traded it in. Mm -hmm. So the store made a lot of money off it being instantly flipped. We didn't have to clean it or process it or anything. You, I said, you just I'm wanted it. Yeah. I'm taking this out the door. That's awesome. So I took that and I started finding all the photos I could. The answer is there's only one. 
There's yeah. only one photo of this, and there's only one photo of all of this. And, and then there's a close-up of the alien minifigure. Yeah. That's it. And reading on the uh, Brick Journal article stills that we have on, you can actually find them on Flickr, uh, this was actually from Niels' personal photo collection, right? right. That's where yeah. these came from. If so. there's stuff in Lego archives, it's locked up so tight you'd never find it. Yeah. Unless you work there. They probably don't even know it exists, probably right? Probably not. Probably not. That stuff just gets like wiped off the face of the earth. I mean, uh, I've, I've, there are a few people that I've tried reaching out to to see if they know any more or maybe have any additional pictures. Um, Niels, I think, is still around. Jens uh, Nygaard Knudsen, unfortunately, has passed away. Mm -hmm. So yeah. a lot of that stuff is probably unfortunately lost to time. But um, there's a few people I've tried reaching out to. We'll see if I hear anything back, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if not. They, they've probably forgotten most of it at this point anyway, too, because yeah. this is very much a past thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah so so you started out with the monorail. That was the, the beginning of this long and yeah, enduring so, project. Like I was saying, that was either late spring or early summer because I got that and I was like, I just I decided to go all in on it because I wanted to finish it for, um, for Brick Fair Virginia last year, which was in August. Mm -hmm. So it was probably early summer. Because that was a mad dash to try and get this built and finish it in time for that. And I did it. I pulled it off. I made it happen. It looked great. The okay. only thing I think I didn't get in time was these trans yellow 2 by 2 dishes. Oh, yes. Are a very uncommon part from some old classic space sets. Mm -hmm. And there was probably only one or two in whatever set they came from, so it was hard to find four of them, and I had to order them from, like, Hungary or something. Oh, yeah. And that package didn't come in time. So yeah, no, yeah. So I had some green ones instead. But I was able to finish it. Um, it's real interesting just trying to track down these parts and find out where they came from. Like the yellow battery box oh. was in like a construction vehicle yeah. set. Wow, I didn't um, think about the battery box because they always come in gray and red and other things, but yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, these um, kind of octagonal panel pieces here that are on the ship with those black stripes printed on them. There was only one in one classic space set. So finding four of them is very hard. Yep. There's like a one by two brick here with the arrow facing down mm -hmm. instead of sideways. Same thing. Only one in one classic space set. So, you know, something that somebody who was putting this together in the design office didn't think of because they probably had a bucket of them in front of them. Yeah, they probably, probably had handfuls. produced more. Yeah. But now they're almost impossible to find. That's amazing. So it's it was just a real a real treasure hunt of trying to find this stuff and track it down. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me about the Futron red figures. So those are yeah. also rare as well, in, right? In so. the original picture, they they reuse the red Futron guys, which are are the, I believe the rarest color of the Futron figs. They they run at least twenty or thirty dollars a piece. Mm -hmm. So to get a, a handful of those was a, a pretty bad. <laughs> it's expensive uh, investment there, but yeah, yeah, it adds up quick. And so one of the things that really is striking about this whole model is these big red canopies. Now, that you want to the, tell me I'll just briefly the about these? the biggest issue. The yeah. biggest issue is those canopy pieces. Because so, they don't exist in that color, right? Right. As far as the so, real sense. And I'll mention this more, I think, in another video where I talk about the, the yeah. techniques that I did for this stuff. But there's a couple methods you can use. You can either substitute it. For another color that's close, trans-neon orange would really be the closest, but that yeah. kind of would throw off the whole color palette of the thing. A little bit, yes. Um, one of the other things that I tried was there's this um, like dye, or it's, it's actually called alcohol ink, mm. which you can apply to it, and it's, it's not permanent. You can wash it off just using rubbing alcohol, and it comes off perfectly clean. You'd never know it was there. Yeah. So I didn't feel too bad about putting that on. That's what I've actually done on this 
um, smaller octagonal one on the front because there's gotcha. more nooks and crannies and studs and things to, to get it in. So that mm -hmm. one's co coated in kind of a die. But the um, larger pieces, what I actually did was I bought an adhesive vinyl transparent film. Wow. And I applied it just like you would a screen protector on your phone or a Lego sticker. Mm -hmm. But the tricky part is you've got to start with one face and then you're wrapping it onto other faces around these corners. And then where the other corners kind of meet here, you would have excess material. So you actually have to trim out like a thin wedge shape oh to get it to marry gosh. up on the corners, right? Yeah. Um, oh, also I forgot to say, so you, I obviously used these pieces in a different color. So I'm using the transparent yellow ones mm -hmm. from Blacktron, which is the most expensive color of that piece. <laughs> those are like, oh gosh, those are like 40 or 50, I was about $60 to say, a piece. They're at least in the 50 range, they're right? Very expensive. Very yes. expensive. I'm fortunate to work here where I at least have access to those yeah. things. Most Doesn't of the time Doesn't mean I get a good them. deal on it, yeah. but I can at least use store credit. You really can't um, just pop onto Bricklink and buy a dozen of those. You know, it's like it just doesn't exist. Unfortunately, so. I only needed two. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was very pleased with how that came out because that was another thing that almost everybody who first approached my setup at Brick Fair Virginia was like, "How did you get those in red? <laughs> yeah. How did you get those in red? They're those don't exist out. in red." Because I was like, it, "They're not." It, you think it's a prototype? Can, looking at it, you can still see kind of on the edges where I didn't put the film. You can see the yellow showing through. So I would have thought this was a paint or dye on this big yellow canopies because yeah. I mean, how else are you going to do it? No, you actually cut out each panel of that yeah. angle. That's well, it, amazing. it is. It is all one piece still. I wrapped okay. it one face at a time. But like you just I said, trimmed you had it. To trim out little yeah. kind of triangular shaped pieces so that they would. I see that now, looking at it very closely. But very I never closely. would have guessed, yeah. and that's yeah. really. Fantastic handiwork there, yeah. That's it, awesome. it worked better than the dye wow. on a on, or the Big ink surface. on a on a larger surface like that because yeah. the ink will kind of um, pool around the edges a little bit and make mm -hmm. it a little darker. Yeah. So th this gave it a more uniform kind of consistent look. That is fantastic. I'm that's so awesome. pleased with how it turned out. It, <laughs> it was be. a lot of trial and error. The first thing I actually tried was resin printing. And that was a, a dangerous game to play with a piece that large because yeah. the proportions don't quite work right and it's hard to get things to connect to it. Yeah, so, wow. I'm very pleased with how it turned well, out. Well, the end result is very impressive and very eye-catching, even across the room, these big red panels, super yeah. striking. And if you know, you know that there's like they'd ever made that color. What do we have the exactly. come from? Yeah, what classic space fans know that it's like, uh, let's see, what is it? Yellow, orange, neon green, green dark green, neon green, mm -hmm. and blue. Yeah, dark blue. I think that's yep. it. I think that's it. Yeah, it's just a very limited color palette for those yeah. very big, cool pieces. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then the whole rest of the scene is interesting, too. You've got these very weird support pieces under mm -hmm. there, which, the I mean... Lattice pillars, yeah. According to the original photo, these aren't the accurate color, but they don't exist in that color, right? Neither so. yellow nor white wow. appeared. Um, I've actually got my eye on a... There's somebody who has a couple yellow ones on Bricklink. If somebody goes and buys them after this, I'm going to be very upset <laughs> Um, so maybe if I get in on the um, our, our membership tier that's for special projects and things, maybe I can get hey, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Funds to kick towards potentially buying a couple of those. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you bricklink to those before we publish this. Video. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just do that and then wait for. We'll some money we'll, to come we'll, we'll help you out with that. Yeah, but no. they're like they're like eighty dollars a piece because <laughs> they're well. How many does he have? How many does he I have? Mean, it's entirely possible. Well, he only has two of them. Okay, well, but it's entirely possible that those two are from this. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you just don't know. I That'd don't. be cool. 
All right, well, yeah, that is fantastic work, Daniel. Very exciting to see this completely rebuilt with uh, in the modern age yeah. with these pieces. And everybody loves a monorail, right? Yeah. And I had it running at the show. You just change out the 9-volt battery. They actually, they last a surprisingly long time. They do pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so good. It, it would run for at least an hour or two. Thankfully, you only have the two cars for this model, so it's probably not weighing it oh, down too yeah, badly it's either. Not too heavy. Not Very too cool. Heavy. Yeah, so this is the Aqua, excuse me, I keep saying Aqua. So. I know, it's easy to do. This is the above ground, Sea above water, Seatron, yeah. guys, this is the human side of things. Let's move to the depths of the ocean here yes. with this. So this is the, the mysterious sea people. This is the second image with the sea people. It actually has an interesting little picture back there, which you've recreated. It gives me, yeah, yeah. Right it, here. It gives me very um, sea monkeys vibes. Yeah. I don't, I don't yep. know if yep. some of the older people or kids who grew up in the 90s remember <laughs> sea monkeys, but they were like these mail away things that you could get. I think they were like little little shrimp brine, or something. Yeah, shrimp yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. But the, the whole marketing thing where the, they were these little people. I don't know. It was weird. It was fun. <laughs> I, I, was I had sea monkeys. I had, I had a little, really? little, little case of sea oh, monkeys. They were so great. Funny. That's, that's they, funny. they were fun. But anyway, so this is, you're right though. This reminds me a lot of that. You know what also this reminds me of? Underwater insectoids. Because yeah. you have these mm -hmm. creature-looking vehicles. I think Stingrays kind of captured the spirit Stingrays of these later. Too, yeah. But uh, Insectoids was these big bugs in outer space. Yeah. This is the underwater, like, manta ray. you got Stingray-looking uh, right. things here. And what's here. interesting, as I made more of them, it's, they don't really read very well in the photo on a diagonal, but I think each one is based off, like, a different type of fish. Yeah. So, like, this one with these big wings is, like, maybe a manta ray or, or something. Or a pufferfish or a sea turtle or something. fish yeah. or something. This one here I love is very clearly an angler because it's got the, like, yep. white thing on the top, and it's got this big, big mouth. kind of jaw and these big bug eyes on the front, so... Yep, they look, and then this one has these like really cool uh, tubes. One, I guess is maybe like a squid because it's got all the tentacles. I don't know, or it seaweed like or a, something. A nautilus or something yeah. maybe is kind of the vibes it gives me. It's fascinating. And then there's um, there's one other larger one I haven't quite finished. Actually, maybe that one's like the manta ray. I'm that looks sure. kind of manta ray. And there's one other one I haven't finished that's like a crab. It's like a little <laughs> pod with these legs, but it's got these big claws on the front. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very cool looking. That is still awesome. working on that one. Yeah, some very interesting model designs that really come to life once they're outside of a small blurry picture, right? So, right, yeah. yeah. So they're like based on sea creatures, but they're spaceships. Like they have cockpits with controls. Yeah, and, and so, arms and you know propellers and right. weapons. So and, yeah. I, it's, it's like, did they attach machinery to real sea creatures or did they just build their ships to look like them? I don't, it's kind of... Kind of fuzzy. You can it's make, of it, what you, yeah. you can make what, of it what you want. But so, uh, like the Seatron, um, I finally got it right. Seatron, people go. above the water, you yes. have a lot of pieces here that really don't exist in those colors. So, you want to break a down lot, just a, a handful lot of those. more in this one than in that one. Yeah. Lot, I committed a lot of crimes. I need to go to Lego Church and, <laughs> yeah, for and his, confess my sins. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, there's a strong odor of spray paint in this room. Yeah, well, I, it, it's not too bad. Uh, what I'm seeing is some very, very close color matching on some really big it's, uh, it's panels. It's pretty good. I'm happy with how the, the color and the finish turned out. When you get too really close to each other, you can kind of tell the difference. Yeah. But a lot of pieces that just don't come in these colors. So these huge panels in green mm -hmm. didn't exist. There's this panel that was mostly in, I think, Insectoids and Explorians. Yep. Um, didn't appear in black. This cockpit did appear in black, but only with a print. So I've been going the Brasso route. Yeah, another Lego sin. I, I oh messaged Dana Knudsen yeah. about it. Um, 
what's his handle? Um, um, break. Troubles breaking. Troubles breaking. And Mickey. he's our also was I think he just retired from Peach Lug Ambassador mm-hmm. duties. So I knew he did a lot of that because he was doing the monochrome habitats, and so he was wiping a lot of minifigure prints. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "What's your preferred method for wiping prints?" The paints they put on these '90s pieces is really hard to get off, though. I think yeah. the quality was a lot better than it is now. They were uh, well manufactured back then, that's for yeah. sure. So, um, but a cannon in green and that's a, a weird base color choice. In black, yeah. very odd. Um, the one I had to do the most is just these wedge plates. These like eight by four and four by four wedge plates yeah. in green. Those old sharp wedge plates from the earlier right, 80s the ones era. With the yeah, corner notch out mm-hmm. of them. Um, I think that's. These mostly little fin pieces is. are interesting, yeah, too. Yeah, the fin pieces that were mostly in, I think, Explorians and UFO, UFO yep. yeah. Um, they usually had the holographic stickers on them. Um, and then there were some other pieces that just didn't exist. This one had a big propeller on the back that was like a black three-bladed propeller. I see that, yeah. That's probably... Um, honestly, for prototyping stuff like this, they probably got it out of, like, an RC boat. Yep. And mm-hmm. just you know, jammed a Technic pin in there to get it to stick for the purposes of the photo. Given that the people that were working on this love to sculpt things, and I it see some of those sea creatures are probably hand-sculpted. Yeah. This could have been a hand-sculpted thing, too. Yeah. Clay, clay proofs. There's, like, this weird alien egg pod thing here that mm-hmm. I... I chose to use the um, Exoforce pod for it. Oh, uh, than, it's actually... Um, rather than... Tr- or, sorry, not Exoforce. Um, Hero Factory. Hero Factory, that's right. Yes. Um, rather than... You know, try and make up something else. So. Exactly. That's. I mean, that's really, really close. It's a little lighter green, but who, I mean, yeah, it's so close. I think it's the kind of thing though that people will see it and go, "Oh, that's clever." Yeah. Rather than try and get something more accurate on that. Yeah, that egg piece. I mean, you could sculpt for a long time. It's not going to quite look right. This is no, just it's a weird. quick. It's got fix, like these yeah. horns sticking out of the sides of it and studs on top. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is very, excellent. Very bizarre stuff, but you know, fun to try and recreate with. With modern parts. And then you also have a number of the Seatron figures, the underwater yes, characters yeah. here. Yeah, I actually I didn't bring any of the regular green ones. They're but you've got to match to the poses in the set that they have here. Right. So, so uh, you know, what I chose to do it kind of quick and dirty was to use the um, the like swamp monster head exactly. piece. Exactly, swamp from, creature um, guy, yeah. What was the first thing that came in? Um, Monster Fighters? Monster Fighters, yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used the, the Monster Fighters headpiece and then the torso from a, a one of the Space Police aliens. It's exactly. Either, it's either Frenzy or Squid Man. Squid, Their prints Squid are very similar. I think they might have the same, actually. I don't know. They're yeah. slightly different. But anyway, okay. they've got these kind of scaly-looking rib things. And mm-hmm. If you actually look at the early concept images for Space Police 3, they actually had, like, the webbed feet mm-hmm. that the... Um, that the Citron guys had. So yeah. I think the those two figures from Space Police were actually supposed to be like an Easter egg reference to Citron. Yep. However, you know, they obviously still said no to the webbed feet. They're like, no webbed feet, so, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, never got any better molds or pieces for that. But, mm, too bad. You know, it's a, it's a nice kind of modern interpretation. I may look in the future into partnering with somebody who does custom figs or custom molding to actually try and recreate the actual Citron minifigures. It is way more accessible to get things 3D printed or molded yes. now than it was yes. 10 years ago. So, And I may do a, a small batch thing, and if I choose to do that, I would probably have to sell some to justify the cost. So, so keep an eye out for Citron. If and you're interested in Citron minifigures, I would like to sign stay, up as stay, the first for customer tuned. here. Yeah, stay tuned. I'm sure there would be some demand. That's great. No, that's awesome. 
Yeah, so so having built all these different sea creature models, what was the most difficult part? What was the easiest part of these things to create? The most difficult part is just working off of one old blurry image from the 90s. Yep. Um, there's, there is only one photo, but there are lots of copies of that photo, and some of them have been copies of copies of copies, so some yeah, are blurrier than others. Fuzzier and fuzzier, yeah. So I did still have to kind of scour the internet to find the highest resolution ones that I could, and then I can blow them up, and I can play with things like the contrast and brightness settings, especially on these black vehicles. Yes. On a lot of them, they just, in the middle, they just look like black blobs. It's just so a big lump of black right there. So You kind of have yeah. to get a little creative with it and look at the placement of the, the characteristic and defined elements, and then just kind of fill in the gaps with, with basic bricks and plates and things that are, you know, in, in line with the building style of the time. Mostly gotcha. just plain bricks and you know some some inverted slopes and things on the bottom just to give it a little bit of shape but mm -hmm. nothing too crazy yeah so very careful sometimes even guesswork with getting all the elements yeah, right that's yeah. the most mentally frustrating part anyway mm -hmm. with doing this um you know in terms of difficulty yeah you know trying to find creative solutions like painting and dyeing and wrapping and making custom stickers and things can be difficult too but they're they're more just time consuming yeah but only working with one image is very difficult i can imagine and especially if you're really trying to replicate something versus creating an original thing because yes. if it's yeah. your own thing it's like oh it doesn't fit i'll just move it oh, over yeah. a little bit just, you know yeah a stylistic interpretation yeah. whereas i'm really trying to get it as close as i possibly can to the original a, a pointing out that detail I, I noticed that i'm like hey so daniel there's a little uh, arrow missing and what's funny yep. is yep. it's missing on the picture too right yeah. so that's why it's not there either it got knocked off by the guy taking the photo or they removed it maybe so you could see like the eye of that one would kind yeah. of be hidden by mm -hmm. it so i don't know I'm, I'm waffling between leaving it off and putting it on because it's very clearly supposed to be there yeah it's yeah. not in the picture what's funny is i, I pointed out like oh so it looks like one of the arrows fell off and you're like no no no, i left it off intentionally because it's the yeah. photo and so yeah. I, that's hilarious you're like true, so true down accuracy. in detail yeah it's fantastic Yep, but uh, yeah, so such a great assembly of builds and mocks. So one, one thing I gotta ask about it. So those base blades, you didn't have to dye yes, those, right? Yeah. So in the photo here, they actually look more blue. But when you look at it on a screen, it's like this weird washed out bluish gray. So there were very bright blue ones that yep. came in Aqua Sharks, I yep. think. And then there's this one, which is more of a gray and light blue that came. There was only one of them in a. I think it was a Hydronauts yeah. set. Mm -hmm. One of the it's whichever one used the dark green, big dark green, yes, uh, transparent yes. pieces. Exactly. Um, and there was only one of those in that. So I decided rather than go with the blue one, which is more common, mm -hmm. I would go for this one. So it kind of looks a little more unusual and and subtle. I think the the bright blue would have contrasted maybe a little too much. Yeah. This so. this actually really gives me the vibe that this is special and unique because right. I you don't you really don't see the gray version of that base plate you that often. The yeah, blue we one didn't have any here at the store. I had to buy those on Bricklay. Yeah. <laughs> the blue one we actually have in the store. We've seen them. You know, they, they're a little more in circulation. This is pretty special. So Yeah. The real one I think is kind of like halfway in between the two. It maybe has a little bit more of a greenish tint to it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a uh, algae cover. It looks kind of teal color almost teal from the picture. Almost, yeah. 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 
And then uh, we, we briefly mentioned the sign behind it earlier, the Sea People sign. And that looks like something that was kind of whipped up as a promotion to try and, yeah. for the presentation maybe, it's like Sea People. Right. This is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I like to think of, you know, they've got these in a nice photo backdrop or mm -hmm. something, and it was probably just for these photo shoots for pitch meetings. Yeah. But the way that I set up this up at convention, I have a whole big blue backdrop with the, the logo. We'll probably drop some pictures in here mm -hmm. um, with the Citron logo, which we should also talk about in a minute, and the yep. Lego system logo, which always gets people excited. Um, because I want it to look like something you might see at like a toy fair or yeah. a convention or something, mm -hmm. you know, um, where they would do this promotional stuff. You know, Lego would always go to these toy conventions to say, hey, here's our upcoming line of products you can exactly. look forward to. So that's kind of the way I wanted to to make it look. That's awesome. It yeah, and you recreated that sign and that font very carefully. <laughs> well, you know, I, I as well as you have a background in graphic design, mm -hmm. so you know, I like just doing that stuff. And that, that was so easy. I did this in like five minutes. Yep. Because this. And the, the Citron logo, they made these in the 90s, so they're like the most basic of fonts. Exactly. Because they're the only fonts that were around back then. The Citron logo is like Arial, and then this one, um, I can't Something. remember the name of it, but it's it's a common one. It was in the pre, it's like in the default fonts. That's great. It's so easy. That's awesome. Yeah, so talk to us about the Citron logo that we have on your background yeah, and your, I, I your nice t-shirt here. I printed on a shirt. So, um, so the original logo is accessible in a pixelated, blurry form, yeah, right? It's so. on, um, I think it's on the Wikipedia article and probably a handful of other places. It pops up every now and then, but it's, gotcha. the, it's the, yeah, so it's the overwater and the underwater mm -hmm. kind of juxtaposition there with those two different colored canopies yeah um but yes the original is very jagged on the edges because it's been uh, rasterized uh too many times i guess I don't yeah know. Exactly. so i actually it. i took the initiative i hopped in adobe illustrator it's, it's basic polygons i just recreated the whole thing but it looks the hardest great. the hardest part was getting all the subtle like gradients and things yeah the kind of gem look to octagonal it, yeah, so. canopy here mm -hmm. but i do now have a crispy clean copy <laughs> of the citron logo so if anybody needs that hit me up i'll be happy to send the file your way there you go is this a thing you would want to put on the atlanta brick co t-shirt design roster at some point or maybe if there's enough interest we could i yeah. figured i was just going to print a, a one-off but if there's enough interest we, hey, could, we could probably do it by the order yeah maybe order. it could be something to benefit daniel and his search for those yellow supports too something like yeah, that i don't know we'll work something out yeah because that was it was that was on your own time right yeah so, yeah yeah well, we'll I, work think something the, I think the other issue is we don't keep these dark blue shirts in stock that we need too to, we need to order some of those yeah. but if you're interested in one you can try writing to us. We could maybe do a, a yeah. Send us an batch. email info at atlbrick.com. Let us know. I don't think want. it's one that if it was on our racks in the stores would sell very well. <laughs> no one would know what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Like even if we did like Ice Planet or Aspirus or something like that, yeah. it still wouldn't yeah. really be that known. This is very the unknown of the unknown. The castle in the space is what gets people going. <laughs> exactly, that's for sure. But yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. Do you know? Is there any other elements that we want to discuss before we round up here? I think we've got a pretty good. I don't understanding think so. of that's it. That's probably yeah. a pretty good coverage of Citron, probably about as well as anybody else could have done. I think we've uh, dumped more Citron knowledge out there in the internet than has been You're going to be time. well educated <laughs> now, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much for bringing these out to share with everyone, Daniel. These are awesome, and I'm really looking forward to them being displayed at Atlanta BrickCon. It's actually going to be, yes. as of this airing right now, it's on display at the convention right That's now. Correct. That's correct. You can come to the uh, Gas South Convention Center to yep. Atlanta BrickCon and see it in person. 
Sounds good. If you're in the Atlanta area, stop by after watching yes. this video. And come Daniel, find me. I'll be happy to talk to you about you it. Can you can get a self feel like you've learned everything there is to know about Citron already. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks, Daniel. And thank you guys for watching this and enjoying this Lego yes. content. If you like this kind of stuff, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We got a bunch Hit more coming Hit the like button, please. Yeah, actually, this is an obscure one. Yeah. Well, this, uh, Daniel needs this the likes. This one won't have a lot of mass appeal. Yeah, we're not expecting this video to blow up, but at the same time, we love this stuff. This is more a service to yeah. the dedicated fans. This is for us, okay? And you guys can enjoy it too, and hopefully you do. But thanks for tuning in with us. We sure appreciate it. Bye-bye, guys. See ya.